My Wax Museum is a proud member of the Creative Grapevine. Hey guys, before we get into today's show, I just wanted to make a quick and simple request. If you wouldn't mind leaving us a review, that would be amazing. You can easily do that while you're listening to the podcast, unless you're listening and driving or washing dishes, I guess. But if you're not, <laughs> if you're not otherwise occupied, you can leave us a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash wax. Again, that's ratethispodcast.com slash wax. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Wax Museum. I'm your host, Alex Williams, and today I'm joined by one of my very best friends, Haley Muirhead. Haley is fantastic. She is a life-loving person, and we talk about that. We talk about her sweet life and all the experiences that have led her to where she is today, including her mission, her friendships, her family. This was a fantastic conversation. And it does sound a little bit different because Haley and her husband, Spencer, were part of my little circle of people uh, that, I, that I could hang out with. So we saw a lot of each other during this summer and past several months. So it, it was recorded in person, which just means it's going to sound just slightly different than the past episodes. But a little bit more personal. And remember, after today's show, take five minutes out of your day to listen intently to the people around you. Haley Muirhead, welcome to My Wax Museum. Thanks so much for having me. That's so bad. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited to have you here. I feel like I've just been interviewing podcasters lately, so this is good. So I'm just a normal... Human. A, a normal human just a normal human that i know it's been interesting to see like the people who i've interviewed like the types of people i can see like oh i was living here at that point and i was there at this point because based on who i've interviewed um so that's been interesting but i always start every episode with how we know each other so do you want to okay. fill people yes, in how we know please. each other please i would this love is the to. funniest thing this is the funniest thing so I got called on my mission to the Canada Calgary mission. And if you've been listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you know that is where Alex is from. That's where he originates. And I get my mission call. And as most missionaries do in this modern age, I start surfing the internet. Nobody says that, but that's what I did. Um, To just look up more about the mission and like living there and stuff like that. Um, and I'm not even sure how Alex found me on Instagram, but somehow he did. Do you remember? I, yeah. So I, I was always like taking pictures with the missionaries because, yes. uh, at that time I was, that was your thing. I, that was my thing. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was always taking pictures with them. And so then I was looking at like the other, like I put hashtags in it. Canada Calgary mission. Yeah. And then and I probably had that on And then I saw call. that like yep. you got a mission call and I was yes. like, oh, cool. So then I messaged you and was like, you're going to love it. Yeah. And I was just like, wait, did this guy, I look at his Instagram and I'm trying to figure out what your deal is. I'm like, did you serve in this mission? Do you live here? Are you, what are you doing? And like, why are you reaching out to me? Um, but I was like, thanks. <laughs> like, I'm really excited. Cool. And I didn't think anything else of it. Literally, like, I don't even, did we follow each other? I'm not no. sure. No, no, it was, that was literally, literally it. it. I'm like, you're going to have fun. Like, I'm like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and then that was it. And then fast forward a couple months later, I'm in Canada, Calgary, and I end up serving in a YSA, which happens to be a YSA that Alex 
once lived in. Yeah. And um, why is a, by the way, is young single adult? That's yes. Like, oh, yes. Yeah, the congregation in the church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I'm just living my life. And um, when you're a missionary, you have like a new missionary, you have a trainer. So my trainer um, gets a call from Alex. And Alex is excited. He's telling us some good news. I don't even, th- I don't think I made that phone call. What? Did we call you? I'm pretty sure you called me. Hmm. I well, think. Yeah, I know um I know that Lauren is her name. I know Lauren was like, Oh yeah, there's this guy, like we love him. He he's just a good friend to like all missionaries, basically. Yeah. A friend to all. Um and I think maybe actually we were calling to try to get you to a lesson. I don't know. That might have been. That might have been. That would make Sounds sense. Sounds like something we'd yeah. do. But yeah. yeah, we call Alex. We talk to him on the phone. So I hear his voice, whatever. He says hi. And then what happens after that? I think... Did you know I was then? like, I heard your last name, name or something. And because it said on your mission call... Yes. I knew like that you were coming out on like the next yes. transfer or whatever. Because you joked with Lauren that... Yeah, that I I was like, oh yeah, like I saw this new missionary yeah. got called. Wouldn't that be funny? If she, and she, you did become her, her, tra- her baby. Her yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, that was like... The weirdest this roundabout way, <laughs> roundabout way of like message on Instagram, and then suddenly, then uh, then I was interacting with you. Yeah, uh, I mean, I saw Alex probably almost like monthly for the rest of my mission, even yeah. though I never served an award. That's right. You actually I never, lived I never lived in nope. the area. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, but then you married my best friend, so now yeah. we're, now we're we forcefully friends forever. Forever and ever. Yeah. We see each other once a week. And I never I never thought I would see you more after your mission than like during your mission. Yeah. Because you were, and now, <laughs> know. now look at this. Look at this. What? Look at where we are. Crazy. Um, and that was like a long time ago. I know, it feels like a long time ago. That was like two ago. years ago, three years ago? I don't even know. That was three years ago. Three years ago, holy smokes. Wild. Uh, so yeah, that is, that is probably the most time I've ever spent on the story of how I've met people. Cause it's a weird story. It is a weird story. And usually it's like, yeah, we like met at something, like we were at an event together, yeah. like a church thing or like podcasting. Mm-hmm. And it's usually like very basic, everybody like just the same, but then, yeah, it was like this weird roundabout, mm-hmm. roundabout thing. Um, Love it. so very funny. Okay. Um, but let's jump all the way back. To the very beginning of your life. My life. Where are you from? I am from Las Vegas, Nevada is what I claim. But technically, I was born in Henderson. Embarrassing. I know. (laughs) Is it embarrassing? I've heard like varying reports. Actually, I've really only heard one report. But please give me yours. Well, Henderson, I I actually don't think Henderson is a bad place at all. I, I mean, but the thing is to me is that it is Las Vegas. Like I don't see it as a separate city whatsoever so i like identify as being born in las vegas but it's just kind of i was just born in the small like (laughs) right next to las vegas right right yeah it's like a suburb yeah yeah basically but that got big enough to turn into a city interesting so okay so growing up Mm -hmm. in vegas ish um (laughs) what like were there any highlights was there any interesting experience that you Uh feel like might have been particular to living there um yeah i think so one thing that i always tell people um i didn't realize growing up uh first of all that there weren't casinos everywhere Hmm. that you went like i just thought that that was just normal 
businesses. Um, but all the movie theaters I ever went to as a kid was attached to a casino. And so as a kid, you like get, you know, drive up to this huge casino. Like there's tons of people from all over the world there. Park your car or whatever in the parking garage. Have to walk through the entire casino. We would hold our breath almost the entire way through because we hated like the smell of the smoke, people smoking in there. And just walk through a casino. Like, I don't know, you know, you, I mean, I was a child. I couldn't even like touch any of the stuff in there because you have to be over 21 to walk into a movie theater. Like I'd walk through that every time. And I just thought that that was normal. I just thought that that's what everybody did. That is... <laughs> so Weird. interesting yeah but that's just how it is in vegas there's just yeah every like tons of casinos that's where our movie theaters are interesting so what was your perception of gambling then growing up with it being so just everywhere normal? yeah i don't i don't know i just feel like i just never thought a lot about it that it was like very weird. I don't know. Since I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um that's gambling's discouraged uh just cuz we this dishonest and you know you can waste a lot of money it can become an addiction um so i feel like because i was always discouraged like i was taught that as a small kid i just didn't really think a lot about it hmm. we did see a lot of half naked women um, as a kid too i didn't think that that was very weird and like people drinking and smoking and stuff um but i just don't think i thought a lot about it i just it was just kind of there i just walked right past it <laughs> that is so that is so fascinating yeah. to me because yeah, I remember uh, my first time in Vegas. Yeah. I was like, this is everywhere. Like, mm -hmm. it was so just fascinating. You get in the airport and there's slot machines ready yeah. to go. Cocktail waitresses. You go to a 7-Eleven. <laughs> there's slot machines. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That close to the strip, there's slot machines in like gas stations anywhere you go. I've only, so I played a slot machine once on my... Uh, 21st birthday because I just wanted to do something yeah. that I couldn't do before I was 21 and so we went uh to a gas station <laughs> to play a slot machine I put in like five dollars won nothing I will never do it again but I did it just to do it <laughs> so that's I did hilarious it to pull the pull the lever you know yeah but I was like this is boring I can't believe people do this all day <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny you got to play more that's your Ugh, problem is yeah. you only put in five dollars I bet if you put in $20, you would I can won. win some. I just feel like, I don't know. I don't think I'm a very lucky person. I think <laughs> I'd be a horrible gambler. <laughs> so, okay. Tell tell me a bit about, uh, more about growing up too. Mm -hmm. So, um, like as a kid, did you feel like you had a pretty normal childhood? Mm -hmm. Like, um, like what, what was kind of some highlights of yeah. being a young Haley? My life. Um, I think that definitely for like North America, um, I think I had a pretty normal life. I have awesome parents. Um, I think that like a big part of my life is that my parents were divorced when I was nine. And so in result of that, my parents both got remarried. So I have four parents. Uh, so I think that's a little different and something that's kind of hard to explain sometimes because I just feel like I have parents everywhere. Um, and I also have quite a few siblings from it as well but I'm the oldest in my family um but growing up was sweet um I my parents are the best like they're the coolest people um and my parents are pretty young they had me they got married um straight out of high school like right after high school was done 18 wow. years old had me a couple years later when they were in their early 20s 
so I just feel like I grew up with fun young parents um, that were super like involved in my life and interested in the things that I was interested in. Um, very encouraging. So I think that was sweet. I think some highlights to mention. Um, I went to Disneyland a lot as a child. I think maybe that's something that's a little different. Um, but since growing up in Las Vegas, it's only a couple hours away and I don't know. We just loved it. We had annual passes. So we went a lot as a kid. And that was definitely, that's a huge highlight of my childhood. That's but. awesome. And it's, it's interesting. Um, cause like, I know, I know you pretty well and yes. I know your family. Yeah. I adore your family. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so it's kind of interesting. I want to ask a yeah. few, a few questions that, um, would maybe give me like more in insight yeah. into your experience. Um, and this is why it's nice to have a podcast because I get to ask questions. Ooh. I get to ask about people. <laughs> um, so your parents got divorced when you were nine yes. and you're the oldest. Mm -hmm. So did you feel um, like, what was that experience like? Yeah. Not only being the oldest, and but also like being the oldest while your parents were getting divorced. Uh-huh. Um, it was really tough. I think that I've always been, my parents would always call me when I was little and not even just my parents, everybody, like a little mom, little mom and stuff. I'd get called that all the time by people because I just think as an oldest sibling, um, I was just very protective of my younger siblings and felt like a responsibility from them even before my parents got a divorce. Um, but after that, I really felt like the weight of that on my shoulders um, so for a brief story on it, um, my dad left my mom. And so for a little while, it was just my mom, me and my younger sister, Isabel, and my younger brother, Gavin. Um, and my mom before that was a stay at home mom. So she was chilling. She, um, with us at home. And then after my dad left the picture for a little while, um, she had to become a working single mom. Um, and we were really fortunate enough to grow up around a lot of family. I grew up with my grandparents living next door. So we got a ton of help from people like we couldn't have done it without them. But all of a sudden, like I felt like a second parent. I My mm. mom would have to, um, the only, the job that she ended up getting, she became a cashier at Whole Foods um, and work really long hours and either have to go in super early in the morning or like stay really late at night. That was like the two schedule options she had. And she worked, her job was about an hour away from where we lived. Um, so on the days that she was working, which was most days of the week, I was either having to get me and my siblings up and ready for school, or I was putting us like to bed, like getting us ready to go to sleep and stuff like that. Um, so I think that it impacted my life infinitely. Like, I don't think I could ever like accumulate, like think a, a quantity of like all the different ways that it's um, impacted me, who I am and like my life decisions and like where I've just, who I am as a human being. Um, but I think the biggest thing is that it just made me very, just an adult. I don't know. I just feel like I was launched into adulthood at like nine years old because um, my mom was going through a really rough time and she really leaned on me. Um, and so I knew everything that was happening in my parents' divorce, like every little detail. Um, so I feel like that broke a lot. I don't know. Everybody as a kid, you see your parents as superheroes, like they're perfect people. You want to be just like them. Um, but at nine years old, I 
realize that my parents were very (laughs) imperfect people. And even though they were adults, they still had a lot of issues that they were trying to work out. And um, just because they were my parents didn't mean they couldn't make decisions that could hurt me. Mm. Um, So I just feel like it just really launched me into like adulthood and um, being very responsible and not trusting people (laughs) a lot either and um, just being very like independent, I guess. Um, So yeah, it was, I'm very grateful for the experience. I wouldn't change a thing about my childhood or anything that happened. I think that it was the best decision for my parents. Um, I couldn't imagine my life without my additional parents, Um, but definitely like was a very hard thing as a nine-year-old kid, very complicated. Yeah. you you mentioned you mentioned trusting people mm-hmm. and you you said in the the questions that yeah. we did beforehand um that you um that you have a hard time or that you used to have mm-hmm. a hard time trusting people and now that's something that you've changed about yourself yeah. and that's something that you've proud that you're proud that you've changed about yourself mm-hmm. what kind of impact did um losing that trust have on you as a kid Um, I think that it just, I, I think the biggest thing probably I have a lot, I I think a lot of people do, but I deal with anxiety, um, just getting very like anxious, like anxiety attacks. Sometimes I just, I mean, like an anxious person. Um, and I really felt like I had to deal with that alone as a kid that's how I learned how to cope with it is very like by myself not turning to other people to help me um and I think that that impacted me a lot just with all of my issues that I had I definitely like felt like it was my responsibility to like fix whatever whatever was going on in my life um and not like put that burden on other people or share that with other people um so I think that that was probably the the biggest impact is just um, on how the way that I deal with my own issues and like mm-hmm. my own problems in my life. I like don't want to do that with somebody else. I just want to do it by myself or that's how I used to feel. I think that, yeah, I've gotten a lot um, better at that and just being like honest with people when I am struggling or having a hard time. Um, but yeah, that was something that was like really hard on me as a kid, just really keeping like everything to myself and like bottled up. Hmm. And what is it that you that you did? Were there things that you practiced? Mm-hmm. Were there people that you met that helped you mm-hmm. get out of that? Um, yes. Yeah, definitely. I think that it was like a slow thing, just like growing up um, and just lear- like, I don't know, getting to know more people and like getting to know them and love them and realizing that they had their own issues as well. Like they were imperfect and it was okay that I was imperfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as people, I'm trying to think, cause I'm trying to think when that started to change about me, I think a big thing was on, so that's like a whole <laughs> long story of my life, but my best friend, Randy, um, is her name. She moved in with my family when she, we were about 16 years old. Um, and just became like an instant like sister, like part of our family. Um, and I, we shared literally a bed with each other cause there wasn't enough space in our house for like, um, her to have her own room or her own bed. So we shared a bed and did that like for a really long time, did a lot of awesome things in life together. Um, so I feel like that like prepped me 
just to always having another person with me. And then all of a sudden, like, I mean, she knew when I was having a bad day, like we were literally like with each other. We were in the same grade in school. We saw each other at school all day. We saw each other at home all day. Like we were together 24 seven. Um, so I feel like I just had to learn how to communicate my feelings better and be more open about like what was going on inside or like what I was dealing with um, because there was another person that it was impacting like directly and I couldn't hide that from her. So I feel like that probably was one of the biggest impacts on that turnaround in my life. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, that is really interesting. <laughs> Hey guys, future Alex here, just popping in to invite you once again to leave us a review for the podcast. It really does help us get found and help us share this message of listening intently to the people around you. So if you could do that, you can do that on ratethispodcast.com slash wax. Again, that's ratethispodcast.com slash wax. Now back to the show. Um, and I, I know Randy's like yeah. a huge, huge part of your life. Yeah. Um, so can you tell tell me a little bit mm -hmm. more about like your friendship and your guys's relationship? Yeah. Just our relationship or like our yeah, story? Yeah, just uh, whatever, whatever you <laughs> okay. want. If you want to dive into the story or if you just want to talk about like who you guys are together yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, so Randy was somebody that I had met um, when I was in the sixth grade. So we were young, 11 years old. Um, and she was a member of my church that I went to as well, um, but didn't wasn't participating, like did not go, hadn't been to church basically since she was baptized as an eight-year-old, um, had like no clue um, about like our beliefs or faith or anything like that. Anyways, we like met each other then um, and she came over to my house a couple of times. I went over to her house a couple of times and then that was really the end of it. We were in the same grade, went to the same school, um, but we're not friends with each other at all and really didn't have the same like circle of friends um, until... We were both 16 and she just decided she was very unhappy with her life. Um, she has a really rough childhood and like background and family life. Um, but she just decided she wanted to be different and change path for herself, change course for herself. Um, anyways, and she ended up becoming friends with a girl that I was really good friends with. And then Randy and I just like suddenly became best friends. She just started staying at my house like on the weekends um, because of sports, we get home really late from, we were on the same like teams and stuff. We get home really late and she'd just stay at my house because it was a lot closer to the school than her house was. And then all of a sudden she'd be over there for like, it was like a weekend and then she'd be there for like a week and then a couple weeks. And then my parents are like, is Randy ever going to leave? <laughs> <laughs> um, and anyways, and her home life was really bad as well. And so that also added to that a lot. And we just became like, honestly like sisters like overnight it was just kind of instant um and since then we've done a lot of things with each other i mean we graduated high school together um we both came to byu idaho our university together um we decided to serve missions at the same time so she went to detroit michigan um and served a mission almost identical she like we both left in september and she came back home in february and i came back home in march um and then like we moved to utah together so i don't know it's kind of funny we're just like our twins that were not <laughs> born <laughs> to the same like parent but we're also like very different but i think that we both needed each other a lot in life um, I 
think I, yeah, so I'm like very anxious and uh, very like go, go, go about things. And Randy is the exact opposite. <laughs> She's like the definition of like chill <laughs> in a lot of ways. And so, yeah, I just feel like we balance each other out in good ways and bad ways. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need people like that. Yeah. On, on both ends. Mm -hmm. um, so, so then you you went through all of these things you graduated yeah. high school mm -hmm. uh we already talked briefly about you going on your mission because yes. that's how we met, met. Mm -hmm. do you want to tell me briefly about that experience and what impact that had on you yeah um going on a mission or going on a mission yeah yeah going on a mission was flipping sweet <laughs> um i loved every second of it i so growing up i actually was not a very um active as we say a member of my church either um just after my parents got a divorce we just didn't go to church as much growing up so i never ever ever thought i would serve a mission and because i'm such an anxious person being away from home for a long and even like in a day like in a work day like gives me anxiety um so when people would ask me like growing up like oh do you think you'd ever serve a mission i was like oh no like that is definitely not for me i can never be away from home for that long or like my family and stuff like that sounds miserable had no desire um and then literally i just woke up one day and i was like that sounds like a good idea i should probably do that <laughs> i'm gonna serve a mission and that's i just made up my mind and went for it um and it was the funnest i loved it like loved love loved it i loved um i love people i love talking to people i mean like how we're talking now um i just almost felt like a little podcaster going around but i was a missionary because we just got to know people intimately i mean we were talking to them about uh, faith is a very intimate thing um to share our beliefs with them and them with us um, and I got to know people super well. I met Alex and a lot of other really awesome friends. That's where I met my husband as well. So I couldn't imagine my life. Um, I don't know how else we would have met each other because, uh, he's from Canada and I'm from the United States. Um, so yeah, I just couldn't imagine my life, like not serving a mission. It was definitely, um, where I needed to be for the time. Super grateful for it. Loved it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I I know it was fun on my end yeah. getting to know you over that time. <laughs> um, and I know for everybody else, like my whole family is a big fan too. Oh, oh, yeah, I love um, And so so then coming home, yeah. Um, let's let's get up to speed because at the yeah. time of this recording, you've been home for almost a year and a half. Yeah, has it been a year and a half? Mm -hmm. Almost a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, so get me up to speed. Tell me all about what's happened in that yes, time. Yes, it's been a good time. Um, so yeah, I came home in March 2019. Um, and I came home and I had just had literally no clue what I was going to do. My only thing that I knew that, I, that was happening when I got home is I was going to move to Utah two weeks later. So going home to Las Vegas and Randy, my best friend and I, were moving to Utah two weeks later. That's just what we decided to do like a couple months uh, before we came home, we corresponded over email, um, made that decision. And that was the, literally the only thing that I could tell people that I was doing. I had no clue like what was going to happen if I honestly even wanted to come back to the university that I was going to beforehand, um, 
what exactly I wanted to go to university for. Like I just literally was so lost. So, um, I came home, I was home for two weeks, hung out with my family. Um, and then I moved to Utah (laughs) and I got a job at a credit union, UCCU shout out. What up? (laughs) (laughs) It's a great place anyways. And yeah, I got a job, started working. Um, and I feel like probably the most eventful thing that happened to me since being home. So, uh, two weeks about probably I was living in Utah. Um, so I'd been home for like about a month and, um, my now husband, Spencer is his name. (laughs) Um, he, I had messaged him because I had left some things in Canada that I thought that I was going to go pick up because I like was kind of planning on going back. Um, but then I didn't think I was going to end up getting them, but I knew Spencer was coming down to Utah because, um, he's coming for a wedding. And so I asked him if he would mind bringing down those things. And he was like, yeah, sure, of course, because he's the nicest. And then he messaged me and he was just like, hey, do you want to do a double date? And I was like, sure. (laughs) Which is really funny because the secret, I definitely had a really big crush on Spencer when I was a missionary. Um, Just my last, he was in, so just like Alex was in the ward I served. Well, not really. He had been in the ward I Mm -hmm. served in the YSA, the young single adult ward. Spencer was in um, a young single adult, adult ward that I was serving in at the end of my mission. Um, So I'd met him then and I just thought he was the funniest and the coolest. And I thought he was super cute. Um, And so I had had this crush on him, but I didn't tell anybody about it. I I kept it very under wraps, very low key about it. So then here I was, I'd been home now for a month and he was like, do you want to do a double date? And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Like, I, I was like super excited, but also nervous because I was just like, I, I feel like he's just asking me because it's convenient. Like we're just like friends kind of thing, you know, like we're just going to hang out. Like I don't think he's like interested in me in that way um, because I was just like a missionary. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyways, he comes down to Utah and we go on our first date. We went on a double date with my good friend, Lauren, that I also met for my mission. She's my trainer that I talked about earlier. Um, and now her husband. <laughs> um, we went on a double date. We did lots of fun things. We did bullet. The date itself lasted like nine hours. It was a long date. <laughs> it was like forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, we ate lots of food. We went bowling. We hung out. Um, and the whole date, I was trying to figure out if Spencer was like into me like like more than friends or if he wasn't and I decided on the date that it was just friends like that that's what he thought of it and I was like that's fine like I still think that he's like really cool and stuff but like we're just friends like I'm chilling you know and then it wasn't until we got back to where I was living at the time in Utah and he came in to say hi to my sister, my best friend, Randy. Um, and while we were sitting there talking, I just realized that I didn't, even though I'd spent like a better half of the day with him, uh, that I didn't want him to leave. And I didn't want that to be the last time that I saw him, like while he was in Utah for his trip. Um, so then I realized that I didn't want us to be just friends and I did want to do something about it. So anyways, um, we ended up hanging out with each other like every day, um, of him being in Utah after that, um, had our first kiss (laughs) and, um, the rest is history. Basically (laughs) we, I, at first Spencer, um, definitely like by the end of it, we, we told each other like how, like we liked each other. Obviously we kissed, we like held hands, (laughs) you know? Yeah. We communicated that, but, um, 
I just didn't know if I wanted to do long distance because he lived in Canada. And although I love Canada very, very much, um, I just didn't see like myself moving there kind of thing. And I, I didn't want him to like have to decide that he needed to move to the United States. Like, I don't know. I just was iffy about it. Um, but we ended up just talking like a ton um, while he went because he eventually had to go back home uh, to Canada. And anyways, I ended up going up to Canada like a ton that summer. Um, and we ended up starting dating long distance and kind of just went back and forth from Canada to Utah to all over. And then we got engaged at the end of that summer. It's actually going to be a year ago tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. It's going to be a year wow. since we've been engaged. Which for reference... We're recording this way ahead of time. Tomorrow's yeah. August 13th. Oh, this is a Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this uh, is really awkward. <laughs> yeah, this is like way, way ahead of time. Uh, but yeah, I remember uh-huh. that week because Alex I came down there. to Utah and I... Always there. I remember I crashed at your place because uh-huh. I think I got there super late. Yeah. I, I was supposed to stay with the Gustafsons, but I but got there bad. super late uh-huh. and I didn't want to like come into their place really early mm-hmm. so i stayed with you mm-hmm. and then we talked yeah till like i talked your ear off the middle of the night <laughs> and you're telling me about spencer and about this and i'm like i know he's a babe he's my best friend <laughs> i'm like i know these things uh and i also i'm pretty sure spencer told me nothing about this so i think i found out from you first like i'm pretty yeah. sure oh yeah that i like showed up and you're like guess what i'm in love with spencer and i'm like you mean like my basically brother spencer (laughs) (laughs) i'm like he didn't tell me anything rude so rude so rude but i i do remember hiding in the bushes to film your proposal yes so alex you quite literally have always been there (laughs) i've always been there hiding in the bushes (laughs) watching (laughs) watching this relationship on tape because of alex (laughs) imagine (laughs) You guys weren't supposed to know I had that tape. <laughs> I, I got to Utah a few days early. <laughs> it was all a lie. Yeah. Yeah. You have. Was... You've always been there for our, I mean, not meeting each other for the first time, but you were mm-hmm. still there like when I was a missionary and stuff. And... I think I was at school when you guys met for the first time. Yeah. yeah. But you did come eventually. We were all like together. Yeah. And then, yeah, us going on our first date. Um, you were there when we got engaged and you were there when we got married. Yeah. What a journey. Wow. What a journey. You've seen it all. But I didn't cry at your wedding, which was a huge disappointment for, for all everyone. Of us. Yeah. Everybody talked about it. Yeah, everybody. That was that was all anybody could talk, talk about. about. They're like, Alex didn't cry. It's like I feel so awkward. People were like, Why are we here again? It was for Alex to cry. Nothing happened. Anyways, this 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 is about you. So <laughs> so, so you married Spencer. Yes. Um around the time that this episode comes yeah, out, it'll, it'll be, be just about year. your one year anniversary. Tender. Um and what what day is that? The twenty third? Twenty first. So close. So close. <laughs> um so yeah, that's that's so cute. Wow. So cute. <laughs> Adorable. Um okay, so now you're married to this handsome fellow yes. right over here. Yeah. And um and th- then then what? Then what next? Yeah. Well, um, life. I, I feel like Spencer and I are very um, simple people. <laughs> we just love each other like so much and are honestly just excited for like every part of life with each other. Um, I mean, obviously we have like goals of <laughs> we want a family um, with each other and 
to take good care of that family. Um, but I just feel like we're just excited just to be married and just be with each other. Um, but we do have to finish school. We're both in university right now before we move on to careers. And what are you studying? Um, I'm studying communications um, with an emphasis on digital and social media. Um, so basically, I would just love to run somebody's social media, um, like marketing. Do you want to run mine? Do you want to run the MyWax Museum? Ooh, I would love Social to. media. <laughs> you should see, this is kind of way off topic, but <laughs> you should see what Jerrick is doing with her uh, yeah. social media. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, I follow her. I think she's doing a pretty good job with yeah, her. Like she has cute. a name too stuff. Oh yeah. I haven't listened to her podcast, but I should. You should. Yeah. You should. New episodes out now. <gasps> oh, really? Well, I mean, oh. when this oh. is out, there will <laughs> be like, like a whole second season. But no, they're they're starting September 6th, I think. <laughs> oh, sweet. Anyways, yeah. Back, back to you, Haley. Yeah. <laughs> back to you. Uh, so, okay. So you're studying communications. Yes. You want to like do some work in social media mm -hmm. and marketing and stuff yes. like that. Um, and then like what's... Is, is there any sort of industry that you want to go into with that? Or is it just kind of general, you just like like content and like creating that stuff? I think honestly, mainly in general, I just love, like I just think that social media is like one of the coolest things that's happened to marketing um, for businesses. I think it's like genius because it's cheap and if, well, relatively cheap and effective mm -hmm. um, comparatively to like other forms of marketing. Um, I think it's just the direction that a lot of marketing has already gone into and if not is going too soon. Um, so yeah, I just, I think I would just love to work for a company that I like love and really like love what they're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. But as far as like a specific one, I honestly don't have one in mind. Hmm. So call me if you're interested. <laughs> Joking, I still have like two years left to school. <laughs> I have time. So... So okay, after after two years of school, mm -hmm. um, and I'll I'll be talking to Spencer like, yeah. about this. You're a couple, so I mean, you know, usually I'm assuming after school you'll go we'll somewhere still be together. together. Yes. <laughs> it's not just like a, you have your school marriage, then you have your career marriage, marriage. your retirement My marriage. marriage. Yeah, one for each phase of Death life. Death marriage, right? I mean, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I I feel like kids have like a lot of marriages like every year like a kid you know those school ground marriages oh you know like the playground marriages <laughs> like where you pretend like you're married or whatever you know anyways so um <laughs> so you guys are gonna go on together yes um where like where do yeah. you want to go like what do you see in your future you talked about yes. family but like other than having a family is there anywhere going? you guys want to go yeah we want to move to california uh, Spencer, my husband, really wants to work for Tesla, and that is where they have a lot of their internships, and so that's where we're planning on heading right after school is done in the Bay Area, San Jose to be more specific, um, and I love California a lot. I know it's not everybody's favorite place. There's a lot of traffic and taxes and the normal stuff people complain about, <laughs> um, <laughs> adult stuff, but as a kid um, growing up going to Disneyland a ton, California just feels like a second home to me. It's just somewhere that I, I for whatever reason, have just always kind of pictured myself like living or ending up, I guess. Um, so yeah, that's kind of our dream is to live in California, probably like in the Bay 
area like near san francisco we love it there very much we took a trip there um right after we got married to go see hamilton and we're just like we want to live here (laughs) so bad um and it's an ideal location because spencer's family is in southern alberta and my family's in southern nevada um so it's kind of just go further south yes (laughs) it's like in the in-between a little bit you know still western united states oh right yeah 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 yeah. kind of in the middle of the but off to the left or the west as people call it right 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 yeah (laughs) but yeah so i i guess location wise like that's our dream location that's the goal um and yeah we just want to raise some awesome kids (laughs) have a sweet life um and just keep enjoying i just feel like our favorite thing is just people i just love people and um want to raise awesome people and also just like keep enjoying our family and friends that we love so much now so i feel like that's our goals in life just people (laughs) it works it works yeah that's awesome so then last question for you at the end of your life Uh when you've you've raised kids you've had a family you've done some social media and who knows what like the next thing will be yeah but you've had all these experiences and um and and i want you to consider future experiences when when you answer this question yes when you look back at your life from that finish line Uh what are the things you're most proud of and what are you most Mm -hmm. satisfied with from your life experience um i think that like i guess I'll just go chronologically of what has happened to me and what will have happened by that point, hopefully, if I die old. <laughs> um, um, I think, like, my siblings, I'm super proud of my siblings. Like I said, uh, I think that, like, I see myself as, like, a mom, a second mom to them. Um, so I think that they are just, like, a pride and joy in my life that I will always be, like, so grateful how close I was to them, like, growing up and how much they mean to me. What a big part of their life. Uh, of my life that they are um i think that my mission will definitely be like a very fond memory that i'll always look back on um because i met some of my most favorite people ever like while uh serving them which i think is like the coolest experience um definitely getting married was the best ever is the best ever and is one of the best decisions i've ever made uh, marrying spencer definitely like the best companion that I could ask for um and definitely like raising children and like having a family um I hope that I look back on my career super fondly and uh that I like helped people um that I felt like I was I gave back like to society um with my career and whatever assets I end up with in life um yeah, and hopefully being, like, a grandparent one day and whatnot and, and just any kind of, like, family, just being a good friend, like, in life and stuff. I just hope that that's – I guess probably the biggest thing that I'll just look back on my life is really my relationships. Like, to me, that that's, like – I mean, I've said that. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I feel like that's success to me is just, like, having awesome relationships with people that you love and, and treating them well and them treating you well and – I hope that I just look back on my life as I'm on my deathbed and all those people, like I just have no regrets in my relationships that I like really, people knew how I feel about, felt about them. Um, And yeah, that people think that I was a good person. (laughs) Yeah. 
That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining me, oh, Haley. Thank you so much. This was a pleasure. Oh my goodness. Can't believe it took us so long to <laughs> make a podcast. We know each other too well <laughs> after all this time. But thanks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you end these? <laughs> Just like that. And thank you for listening. Not just to this show, which we certainly do appreciate, but more to the people around you, the people in your life that you just happen to know. Take some time, just five minutes, to listen intently to the people around you. Mecco.